WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Steve. I'm Kathy. And this is WCSG Backstage. Welcome to WCSG Backstage. This episode, we're going to choose a door, celebrate some good news, describe our lives in a song, book, or movie title, and I'm going to bring a deep cut. Let's go ahead and start the show with a random what would you choose type of icebreaker. I found this online. Uh, So imagine that before you are two doors. Mm. Uh, You have to walk through one. The door to the left is blue. If you walk through that one, you'll be sent 15 years into the future with $50 million. However, there's, of course, the door to the right. Mm. That door is red. If you walk through the red door, you'll be sent back to the start of your life again at the age of 10, but you get to keep all the knowledge that you have up until now. So which door are you walking through, Kathy? Mm. Okay. I'm so glad that this is not a real life scenario that I don't really have these options because I would hate either of them. Yes. But I went with the blue door. I'm going to the left to the blue door 15 years into the future, collect my 50 mil. And uh, although it's probably worth like 17 cents by then, right? 15, I mean, 15 years into the future. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would miss a lot. So that was why I didn't want to do that. I would miss like my daughters and them growing up, you know, and we would be 15 years into the future. Who knows what the future holds? But if I go back in time to when I'm 10, I feel like I would try to make all my decisions better and I would probably just mess it up more. Mm. So I feel like everything that's happened to me, whether it's been a good decision or a bad decision, God's using for the good. So I have hope for the future. So I would go into the future. Okay. All right. I went the opposite way. Mm -hmm. The thing I got hung up on is if I jump 15 years into the future, I feel like I'm going to miss the most pivotal Mm -hmm. things in my kids' lives, like graduations and maybe weddings and, you know, having grandbabies, that kind of thing. Like, if I jumped 15 years ahead, like, maybe my grandkid would be 10, you know? Like, Uh that would be a lot to miss out on. But it is a hard thing to think about because... Yeah, going back in the past. So I would end up going back to when I was 10. Like, the reason I have the kids I have is because I married the person I did. And so, like, Mm -hmm. at 10 and making different choices, like... Would that end up being the same thing? Right. Yeah. Like yeah, that's, yeah. that's I don't know. It's it's almost an impossible. It question. is right, right. I'm glad it's not real. Yeah, I thought through both those scenarios. I was like. In 15 years, I'll be 68. You can be retired. <laughs> so, um, but I was like, but but you don't age. You just it's you like time travel. Yeah. So I could be still me, yeah, but I that far about in the that. future. Mm-hmm. But my, um, you know, all the people in my life would be that much older, and, mm. and so that would be tough. Uh, so then I thought about the going back to 10 years old with everything I currently know, and of course, the temptation there is that you become some kind of like mastermind, yeah. you know. Um, Invest in this stuff. Right, right, right. So you would make all the mistakes of Marty McFly, yeah. uh, basically, yeah. with that. But I think 
what I would do is I wouldn't act upon any of the knowledge I have other than the awareness that I've learned about the bad things that happened mm-hmm. to me, uh, that Jesus was there mm-hmm. and um, he's helped me reframe those memories. And so that I would know that, I feel like I could move through those years with much more emotional health mm-hmm. um, and not uh, make the assumptions and um, decisions that I did based on what I thought was going on. But mm-hmm. knowing the bigger picture of the spiritual reality, I think maybe I would come through that a little more emotionally healthy. So I, I decided to go back in the red door. Okay. Okay. I thought about all of those things, <laughs> uh-huh. and it was very challenging. Uh, I think what I ended up deciding on, and again, I echo Kathy's sentiments. I'm so glad this is never going to be <laughs> right. a real thing. Uh, I chose to go 15 years into the future because of thinking about everything that I have experienced from age 10 to age 40, so 30 years of life, Mm. there's been a lot of very challenging things. Mm -hmm. And I, but there's also some very good things. So like my children, Amanda, you mentioned that. And I would have to, in order to get my children back, you know, play that scenario out, I would have to make all the same decisions. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And some of those were really, really hard. And yeah. so mm. if I had that knowledge, forcing myself to make that challenging decision like was like, no, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But right. I know what's good on the other right. side of it. Yeah, so I yeah. just thought if I could just skip all of the internal turmoil uh-huh. of that yeah. and just jump 15 years into the future and still have them in my life, whatever that looks like then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I'll miss out on a lot, but I wouldn't have to try and recreate it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, but also you would miss out on things like driver's ed and that's a benefit. And that's that is a benefit. <laughs> You're not wrong. So true, so true. Right. But I, it was tempting to be able to go back and like you said, Steve, like become a mastermind like, okay, so mm-hmm. when Tesla becomes a thing, I'm right. going to invest in that and, and Microsoft and you know, it's right be wealthy but there's so much more to life than wealth so, yeah I almost yeah. thought it would be good just to be able to go back like 10 years because then you know I'm like still married to the mm-hmm. same person I still my kids have been born so you know I didn't have to make remake any of those decisions yeah. but yeah going back that many years is a lot for me yeah. more than 30 <laughs> um, would be hard I like Steve's perspective, though, like having the a better mindset of Emotion. going through the challenges yeah. and yeah. like, OK, I am loved. I am chosen. Yeah. I am, you know, worth investing in, like ha- having that knowledge as a young person mm-hmm. probably would change things dramatically. So yeah. plus, sure. if you did that, like you could be a 10 year old radio star because you have all the knowledge of how to be a radio guy. <laughs> that would be so awesome. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> because Steve is a radio star now. Yeah, that's right. So. Exactly. <laughs> We can get weighed down by the amount of negative news surrounding our lives, but truth be told, there's a lot of good news too, so it's time to share our Tell Me Something Good stories. Amanda, what'd you bring? This one is good for our pocketbooks. It is about Arizona iced tea. It is the iced tea you buy in the convenience (laughs) store, and it's oftentimes in uh, like a mint green can, and it's got the pink flowers on it. Very unique looking can. Yeah, Yeah. the cans. And one of the things that's signature of the can is 
99 cents it has 99 cents printed right on it and so basically my tell me something good is that arizona tea will remain 99 cents forever as long as the current guy is in charge he says you know inflation is a thing i am totally like aware of that he started arizona beverages back in 1992 at that time a gallon of milk was like a buck a gallon of gas was also like a dollar and then also your arizona tea was 99 cents Wow. And so he's like, you know, inflation is a real thing. But the way I see it is a partnership between myself, my company and all of these little stores that I serve. A lot of them are the little bodegas in yeah. like New York City. And they're just mom and pop places that are trying right. to make it. And he is like, I'm going to keep my product inexpensive. So then people will come in and purchase that, but also get something else. So in turn, those little businesses will make more money because my product remained Mm. cheap. It's very much like Costco with their $5 rotisserie chickens. Mm -hmm. Like they spend more on those chickens to make them whatever than five bucks, but they know it'll bring people in the store and Mm. they'll spend money on something else. And so, yeah, this man who is now aging, but his sons are part of the company, they are committed to keeping their Arizona tea, 99 cents for as long as they can. So I always thought it was because they printed a whole bunch of cans and they just have to like get, get, yes. them, get them That would the be system. what would happen if I ran the business. Right? <laughs> uh, but a Sharpie, put a one next to them. I just yeah. thought it was neat. Like he's not about making money or fortune for himself, but he wants to help out these, these smaller businesses. So cool story of that. Yeah. So as we're recording this, uh, the Boston Marathon was just a few days ago, and uh, it's already not easy to run the Boston Marathon. You know, you have to run over 26 miles. <laughs> First, you got to qualify, yeah. so that's two for the price of one. Uh, but imagine uh, you were a kid among the spectators at the uh, 2013 Boston Marathon when they had the bombing. Yeah. Uh, uh, many, I would imagine, just be too triggered to even think of going back, mm. let alone participate. Well, 20-year-old Henry Richard competed his first Boston Marathon Monday. It was an emotional day because he was 10 when the bombing took place. He was there. His eight-year-old brother, Martin, was killed. Mm. Oh, wow. And his sister, Jane, lost her leg in the incident. Uh, But uh, Henry's now part of a foundation to honor his brother. He ran to raise money and awareness for that foundation. Uh, Get this. Not only were Henry's parents and sister, Jane, there to meet him uh, at the finish line, uh, but I'm going to try to say this name, Meg Keflagizi of the uh, uh, the winner of the 2014 Boston Marathon was there to give Henry his medal. Um, so that was very special. Henry said, "It's great to get here finally. It's been years in the making for me, so I'm just happy I could uh, finally be here." And he went on to say, "I know uh, that Martin, my brother, would have been uh, doing it with me. So happy to finish it." And uh, that's just like he's just overwhelmed. Wow, so, that's yeah. precious. That was a pretty cool story. I thought. Thank you for sharing that, Steve. Um, so I'm going to take you to Connecticut. That's where my story starts, but then it ends up in Florida. Uh, one of the, we were talking earlier about maybe going back to the age of 10. And when we were kids, uh, we get asked a lot, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yep. And uh, maybe back then when we were kids, it was things like a police officer or a weather person. Uh, maybe kids today want to be like a YouTube personality right. <laughs> or a social yeah. media influencer. <laughs> TikToker. Well, this guy's name is Oban. He is eight years old from Connecticut and he has dreams of being 
a National Geographic photographer because he is passionate about nature, particularly the endangered Florida panthers. Hmm. I did not know there were panthers in Florida. Me neither. <laughs> well, unfortunately for him, back in October of 2020, he was diagnosed with a f- uh, rare form of leukemia. Mm. Uh, so Make-A-Wish, South Florida stepped in and they organized a meeting between him and an actual National Geographic photographer named Carlton Ward. And the two got to spend the entire day at the Corkscrew Swamp Sanctuary in South Florida. Uh, unfortunately, the Panthers were elusive, but they did see things like uh, alligators, deer, raccoon, and other animals, and was able to actually use his camera to take pictures. So it wasn't he was a, wasn't just a viewer or a spectator, but he was a participant. And so, uh, mom and dad, of course, are obviously very grateful to that. He is in remission now, mm. um, so that is also good news. But he, when he was asked, like, "What is your favorite thing about nature?" and you think about an eight-year-old enjoying nature, I feel like so many of them like to spend time inside. He's like, just how beautiful it is. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. And he's eight years old. Eight years old. That's pretty cool. Very yep. cool. Do you think like they'll publish any of his pictures? I wondered point? about that. This, yeah. The article I found didn't say anything about like publishing his photos, but like, I wonder that would be a really great ending to that story. Really National would. Geographic, you totally should. And they do have, <laughs> I remember edition. growing up as a kid, exactly, uh-huh. my grandparents getting me a subscription to National Geographic Kids. So, yeah, I mean, maybe there's an outlet there. There should sure. be photo- uh, kid photographers. If yes. There's a- National yes. Well, they can see things from a different perspective. Right. Absolutely. You know, a little bit shorter. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, that ties in well with my story because it's also about an animal. You know, if there's a dog story, I'm going to find it. <laughs> uh, this is about a homeless dog uh, that was that brought comfort to U.S. soldiers overseas. Um, he's now going to get a chance to live in the United States um, thanks to one of the sergeant there. A three-year-old mixed breed became like family to Sergeant Kelsey and his army unit in Kosovo last year when they found him looking for food as dogs, you know, tend to do. He would make his daily visits and wagging tail soon became part of the highlight of their day and it gave uh, the soldiers comfort um, you know because they're far from home and this mm-hmm. is just a little piece of home and uh, Sergeant Kelsey bonded with this this pooch and he named him Duke. He wanted to get uh, give him a a better life out of danger. And so the staff at a New York-based charity, Paws of War, promised to help. Um, so Duke and the sergeant could be together once more. But before Duke could find his forever home in the U.S., uh, he stopped showing up. He just, you know, he, they were like, what happened to him? And they went out looking for him after that he hadn't shown up for several days. And um, they found him and he was wounded. He had been shot. He was bleeding badly. It was severely dehydrated. Um, almost, he was on the brink of death, you know. And uh, But pa- Paws of War sent out an emergency vet team to save Duke's life. And then another nonprofit overseas partner, the Animal a- Alamo Foundation provided foster care for Duke while he healed. And he spent the next six months in recovery and rehab. And um, they are happy to say that pretty soon, like later this month, he's going to be reunited with Sergeant Kelsey and he'll be brought to the States to be his forever dog. So they kind of rescued each other. You know, Duke was rescued by Sergeant Kelly, but the troops were kind of rescued and comforted by Duke. Wow. Yeah. That's quite a story. Yeah. Quite an investment in that dog. I was just going to say. (laughs) I think there is a movie that's similar to that. Coming Memorial Day. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Disney Um, brings you the story of Duke. Gary Sinise is part of Yes. Oh, he would be a great one to play that, for sure. It's my with this next segment think of where your life is at this moment what song or book or movie title describes you or your life right now and why 
Jeremy, I'm interested to hear your answer. <laughs> what do you say? Well, uh, surprising probably everybody who knows me, I selected a book. <laughs> uh, and it's a textbook. It's no. not a textbook, <laughs> although plenty of those are in my life right now. Uh, it happens to be one I read, or I guess I use that in air quotes because I listen to books. I do a lot hmm. of audiobooks in all my various travels because you don't want me reading an actual book and driving at the same no. time, I suppose. Kevin Richards uh, would not approve. No, not at all. Uh, this book is a memoir by... Bob Odenkirk. Uh, You might recognize him from uh, some TV shows like Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, and he's done a lot of other comedy things and been in some movies. But he has a uh, memoir called Comedy, 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 Drama. Uh, So I felt like this book describes my season of life right now because when I look at the landscape of my life, I have all these different regions like personal, professional, father, friends, and I feel like that in some areas or many areas I have fun, goodness, excitement uh, that I kind of attribute to like a comedy. It feels good. Uh, but then I have also a few areas in my life that are stressful or challenging or fatiguing. Uh, so kind of more like a drama. And I just thought that that was a good title to kind of depict like I have comedy here, comedy here, comedy here. And oh, I have drama here. Yes. So and drama uh, is not necessarily bad. No, it's a definitely a learning right. opportunity. At least it's not tragedy, right? That's like, true. Or horror. <laughs> you know, it could have gone very yeah, dark. That's true. But, yes. So that's kind of what's happening in my world right now. Right. Cool. Life's good. ups and downs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So I. I, I don't know. I'm an overachiever. Um, I've got a book, but then there are subtitles oh, boy. from other uh, media. So um, overall, it's A Tale of Two Cities. Oh, okay. And those two cities are Grand Rapids and Carmel by the Sea, California. Mm. She wants to be there. Uh, yeah, so... Um, a couple months ago now, I guess, uh, my wife and I had this opportunity to take this trip of a lifetime for our 30th anniversary to Carmel by the Sea, and that's the town that uh, Clint Eastwood was the mayor of mm-hmm. uh, some years ago. But it was just an amazing time. And uh, so, now to describe these two cities, I've got more titles. Okay. Uh, to describe Grand Rapids, Michigan, I characterize that as Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is a movie <laughs> yeah. that's out right now. Yes. Uh, just because, uh, kind of like you're saying, Jeremy, you know, kids, church, job, friends, bills, it's just kind of when I'm here, it's everything you got to mm-hmm. attend to. Yeah. Uh, and it feels like it's all at once. But Carmel is characterized by a song titled just you and me by Chicago because <laughs> just me and Kelly yeah yeah and I mean there were times where it was just me and God too yeah mm-hmm. so that that works also but yes it was just like you know a freedom you know from all of that you know daily stuff uh, so I know you can't go back you just kind of have to live off of the memories uh, because that's what makes it a vacation you know yeah. but um, anyway that, that's Kelly and I still will look at each other sometimes and, and we're just like we want to go back to California can we go back? No. <laughs> it's motivation, though, to put those pennies away. That's true. You know, That's to right. do it again. Yeah, yeah. What I find f- so special about the book title that you picked is I, I know that you have said uh, you are going through a bunch of the classics. Yes. So that is a classic. It so is. It's, uh, it's on the list. To you where you are right now. I haven't read it yet, but it's okay. coming up sometime this year. I was just going to ask that. Yeah. Yeah. I knew you would love this topic. I kind of was thinking of you when I came up really? with this question. Because you know every single movie no, title. That's not true. And I wanted your help, but then I didn't want you to know what I chose. So I guess I will. Are you done? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, I'm just sister thing. Are you done? I, I lo- I'm just no, over no, here no. daydreaming. No, about I love California, his, so go ahead. I love his brain. Like I wanted to hear more. Okay. So I chose, um, you guys remember that, um, movie from the eighties. She's having a baby. Yes. yes. That's not what I chose. Oh, 
Oh, disappointed. <laughs> 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 just wanted to trick you a little bit. Is that how you give directions to? <laughs> don't go down this road. Right. Don't go down this road. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> You'll see a landmark. Ignore it. <laughs> so that is not what I chose. Absolutely not. A little beyond that. So, um, and there was a lot of things I could have chosen. I was thinking about this and I'm like, oh, when we fall apart, mm-hmm, getting to that age. But then I'm like, no, I'm actually, you know, I'm doing pretty well for my age. I'm, my health is good. So... I went the more optimistic route, and I did not read this book, but, well, maybe in ninth grade, Great Expectations. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot that's going on in my life right now, and a lot of unknown answers. My daughter's about to, you know, go to college and, uh, well, graduate high school, go to college, and I don't know exactly where and how it's going to look, but I'm hopeful. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other day, someone told me something that just really encouraged me, and it just... Um, about my future and it was someone that just encouraged me and I was like okay I can have hope for the future and I have great expectations so that's my book is great expectations because I'm hopeful for the future cool like that awesome so you guys all pick books because you're readers (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I could have easily gone with a video I picked a song title because I live more in the music world than Mm -hmm. anything else I think and I picked a song from the 80s that we are all familiar with it is not a Christian song but it is living on a prayer. Um, <laughs> Girl, yes. Yep. Like good. Kathy, I also have a daughter who's graduating mm-hmm. from high school this year and going off to college next year. Uh, there's a wedding. There's building a house. I'm currently living with my parents. Mm-hmm. And so that in itself is a little bit of like just adjustment. It's not been bad. But like just when you're in your 40s, you're used to having your own space. Mm-hmm. And um, just, yeah, knowing that there's like an end inside and there's all of these things happening. Like, we're halfway there, but we are living on a prayer. That's good. (laughs) I I just feel like that's appropriate for this season. Got that song stuck in my head now. Thank you. (laughs) It's really good. Well, thanks for listening to WCSG Backstage. Uh, You can help get the word out about WCSG's Backstage podcast by rating, subscribing, and, of course, uh, sharing with your friends and family. Learn more at WCSG.org. Search the keyword Backstage, and as always, we close things out with a deep cut. We're heading back to the guy who started it all. Steve, (laughs) what'd you bring? Uh, Well, okay, so this is a deep cut from a deep artist. Okay. uh, King's Kaleidoscope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I discovered them as they were featured on a podcast a while back. I, I really like their vibe. They play around with genres. Uh, they fuse, you know, different styles, hip hop and jazz. You could hear electric guitars and horns and violins. Uh, the vocals range from, you know, upbeat, joyful, lighthearted to like guttural and angry lament. Anyway, um, this song is called Felix Culpa. It's from their 2014 album, Becoming Who We Are. Go find it. Uh, and uh, the title got my attention, Felix Culpa, because I've got a friend who's a musician and years ago he they formed a band called Felix Culpa and um, it's basically... Well, it, it's Latin. It literally means happy crime. It's kind of an old theological term. It basically means fortunate fall. Uh, goes with the idea that, you know, we live in this paradox that we've all got this, you know, 
sin nature, uh, this brokenness inside us and our, our past stories, things that we're ashamed of, but God's grace washes it all away so we can like glory in that. Mm-hmm. A lot of the lyrics of this song are basically paraphrases of like Paul's letters. Mm. There's this line, Jesus bought me and now I am his, dying with him in his death I now live. All my vices to which I was chained only speak the sweetness of my Savior's grace. So anyway, it's Felix Culpa by King's Kaleidoscope. All right, I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Steve. I'm Kathy, and this is WCSG Backstage. start the show with a random what would you choose type of icebreaker that uh, somebody saw online. I don't know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Was that Jeremy? I just copied, like in order to put <laughs> right, the script right, together, right, I right. put a copy from the email. Okay. That was me. I found it. No, that's so. okay. okay, okay. All right. We'll start that over. Here we go. Uh, 